When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Book Report, Chapter 6. We're talking about, I'm, I still haven't gotten this title down. From the desert a comes a stranger. Desert strangers come to visit. From the desert, a stranger arrives or something. I don't know. Like, I've been trying to write that title all day and failing. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, crazy episode. We have a substitute teacher coming in today. Uh, he is from the Legal Geeks. He's also... Like the movie trivia, Schmodown, Star Wars, Champion of the World, but like, who who cares about that? Really, is that's just like sounds like a fake title. Welcome the major Thomas Eddie's, Harper to the show. <laughs> and I see you have the belt right behind you. I can you just well, move that out of frame? I don't know why. Just so, ask Rex to move to the side. So it's part of his uniform, and while I am a major, I do not outrank him as a captain enough to give him that order so he's going to be dutifully standing by i've never once seen that on a clone trooper i don't think that's standard issue they all have flair they all have flair and he just has a little more <laughs> you got me there that's true <laughs> i'll i'll let it slide i guess but uh thanks so much for coming on and talking star wars with us what have you been thinking of the book of boba fett so far i so i i got over and i suppose we'll probably talk about it tonight but I've, I've gotten over my title content you know ratio of boba fett to boba fett's show issue um i got excited that we saw him and heard from him tonight but i've really enjoyed it it's been a really really fun ride and it's just good star wars and it's like christmas eve every tuesday night when i go to bed looking forward to star wars way too early in the morning yeah, it does I, get we, me excited to go to bed on Tuesdays. Yeah, it does feel like a little Christmas kind of like, ooh, <laughs> only six more hours. Yeah, it's so uh, creepy. I woke up right at three in three in the morning, and like I was like wide awake, and I was like, oh, do I look at my phone? Probably shouldn't. And I like forced myself to go back to sleep for three more hours. <laughs> That's yeah. If you wake me up, then it's like we watch it, and then it's like, well, I guess I'm awake, and I'll just start. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. stay up all day. Uh, Oh, and I should point out that, uh, yes, Hello Greedo is also going to be joining us. Uh, he's going to be about 15 minutes late because he has a child or something. So <laughs> these other silly, yeah. silly adult things. Yeah. So <laughs> he'll he'll be on when he's on. So we're going to just break it down ourselves right now. Uh, so, yeah. What did you think of this episode in particular, Thomas? I really loved it. I'm a big Luke fan and it. It uh, was a showcase of why Filoni is so good in this combo of him and Favreau really delivered in spades this week. Um, I, you know, I wish that we had like a 10 episode run or something like that. So you could know that you're going to get some more meat from Boba Fett on the back end. But that being said, like, how can you ask for anything more than Luke training Grogu and Ahsoka mixed in there, giving some like gut punch emotional lines and, uh, just some of the the intense setup cad bane i'm like i i wasn't expecting maybe i should have been maybe i'm naive 
but uh, I was just blown away from start to finish. And uh, I've watched it. I won't admit how many times now, but um, I'll probably watch it when we hop off this stream again. <laughs> I'm like getting myself excited. I'm going to dump you guys, ditch you guys and go watch it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who wants to talk about it when we can watch it? Yeah. See ya. I want to bring this up real quick. Chad Bain. We, we saw <laughs> Chad that... Bain and uh, right up the PR also said Cad Babe. Cad babe. <laughs> I don't know if that was a typo or not, but I love it. Look, I didn't need that kind of hat, but now I need Cad Bane's hat. Mm. That was such a good introduction. I, it was perfect. Where I've been like hoping Cad Bane would be in this series, and then the second you see just that far off silhouette, I was like, "That's him." Yeah. And I need to. I, will... I need to. I need to get I... a gif of my reaction to being like oh yeah it's cad bane and then realizing like oh god he's marching towards cop van <laughs> mm -hmm. and like <laughs> i can't believe this is how it's happening you were just over there going through every single emotion that i've ever seen you have <laughs> all at once <laughs> but I, I i will say i was a i was one of those people where as soon as i saw him i was like his hat's too small that's uh, <laughs> that's too small. Our friend Adam said the exact same thing. The hat should have been bigger. You get a new hat. He can upgrade. Yeah. Well, Molly yeah. said that, and I was like, "This is Ahsoka and her Montrals all over again." It's like at some yeah. point for live action, there's practicality comes into play. <laughs> hat gate. Yeah. <laughs> the hat can only be so big. I um I was like a a degree further than that so i was tipped so far forward this is like 4 a.m at my house i have to get i also have kids like hello greedo so i have to get up before they're up which is like a feat of of human endurance to do that but i'm like kind of chilled out on the couch and then when that happens you see the silhouette i'm like up and leaned so far forward like gravity was about to pull me off and like flatten me on the floor but I like I see the hat, but I'm like, mm, those don't look like uh, like leg boosters on his leg. I don't know if that could be Cad Bane because, you know, he's got those rockets uh, on his ankles. And uh, as soon as I was proven wrong, I was like up out of the chair, like just standing watching the scene. Yeah, I mean, he's like 30 years older than he was in the Clone Wars. His rocket boot days might be past him. I don't know. <laughs> True. Uh, Those things are dangerous. That's a young quick, man's game. I'm going to go ahead and pause because our second guest, our second substitute teacher has arrived. What's up, Greedo? Hello, Welcome children. How are you all doing? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so we're, we're just talking about this show called The Book of Boba Fett. And uh, before we get into your take on the episode, how have you been feeling about the series so far? Uh, the Book of Boba Fett, I've enjoyed it for the most part. Um, it's just okay to me. Um, I, I think the past two episodes have made me, uh, maybe this is a cynical take, but it's made me kind of miss The Mandalorian as a series, like dr drastically. Um, I think a lot of people are feeling that. Yeah, but I've enjoyed it so far. What about you guys? Pretty much the same. I mean, like, I've been, I was really getting into Boba Fett's story, and then I feel like I had to adjust last week. Where I was like, I mean, I loved last week's episode. I had so much fun watching it. But I was right. also like, remember Boba Fett? Like, are we <laughs> are we going to have Boba Fett in this Boba Fett show? And then yeah. it happened again. But I was still having so much fun watching it. So, I like, it, it's a great Star Wars story. 
not a great Boba Fett story, but like I just find it hard to complain about that. Right. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And it was a great Boba Fett story. I loved the Tuscan Raider background stuff. Yeah. I yeah. dude, that was yeah, it was brilliant. I absolutely loved it. Oh, but, yeah. uh, Th those yeah. four episodes, good Boba Fett story. Mm -hmm. Just the past two, I've been like, I'm enjoying this, but it's this just a weird series overall. It, it is. It's a it's a weird like hard turn in a different direction, but um. It's not a bad turn. It just feels a little strange. It's yeah. like we're we're all on Space Mountain. Like the lights are out. We, you don't know where the turns are coming and where things are going. Like it's really just Filoni at the controls. Like the cast member that loads you onto the uh, onto the roller coaster that knows where this is going. So it very much feels like we're in the middle of a big arc story wise out that goes beyond just this series. We just don't know where it's going, and so I, I think in a, a year, maybe two, I don't know what's down the pipeline, but we're going to look back on this and say, okay, I get it now. I see. I just wish they had more than seven episodes to mm -hmm. suss this out. Right. Right. I, I, yeah, I like that. Yeah. And I, I feel like that happens to a lot of shows. Like when you just have patience, a lot of the questions we have are answered. Like people were freaking out in season one of Mando about like, wh why won't this guy take his helmet off? And he says it's yeah. a rule, but we've seen so many Mandalorians take their helmets off. In season two, we got not only an answer, but a really good one that delved into the story. And then at the end of season two, it was like, well, why didn't Bo-Katan take the Darksaber? She took it before. And then we waited a season and now we have that answer and it's a good one and it's part of the story. So exactly. I'm like, That's, I'm willing yeah. to wait. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why I always feel like really dumb and goofy doing episode reviews because I always like looking at the broad picture of the entire you know season or the series because... There's way more to talk about um, when you look at uh, the bird's eye view of a series, you know? Yeah. But. And that like when I'm doing an episode review, I just try to focus on, you know, did I have fun watching it? Mm -hmm. Did it make me feel something? And I have not. I don't remember the last time I was so stressed out by a TV show when <laughs> Cad Bane is approaching Cobb Banth. And I'm like, I, I mean, I wanted I wanted Cad Bane so bad, but not at the cost of Cobb Banth. Not like, like this. Do not kill him. <laughs> Do you, you remember when gone? we first started doing uh, re reactions and you were like, I don't know about reactions. I don't really do reactions to stuff. And now this is like, you've done the most reacting of any <laughs> Star Wars show that I've ever seen you do. Well, you know, it's a lot of like, it's 20 minutes of me like sitting there like, mm -hmm, and then one thing will happen and I'll freak out. <laughs> so I guess it's, it's worth it for that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, real quick, I wanted to bring up another super chat from Brennan Marr. He's the FCL hey, Star Wars champ. champ. Uh, hello there, Harper. Good to see you. Good to see you, champ. I look forward to probably losing to you one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to take the the, the Schmodown by storm. He'll just have both. Also, <laughs> I wanted to point out previous substitute teacher, Lucky Yates, is uh, in the chat. What's up, Lucky? Hey. And also, he texted me and was very excited about uh, Hello Greedo being on the show with us today. Uh, <laughs> nice. didn't have anything to say about you Thomas yeah, I'm sorry uh, no, that's okay that's okay I have to earn my way out <laughs> I, I told him that he as my friend he is not allowed to like anyone that has the belt besides me so. this is true this is true and and I guess uh you know this thing will corrupt me and and you know I'll, I'll make a uh, graceful fall like Anakin and uh you know <laughs> And just, yeah, while we're talking about the Schmodown, let's get Thomas and let's get this beef out of the way. All riled up. 
you just have to come in here and just yeah we're trying to have a good time gold leader i'll give gold leader some credit here the he hits on a good point because bringing in a character like cad bane obviously carries a lot of weight because he's been in so much star wars before but you a, a huge chunk of the audience that's watching this show probably hasn't seen everything that's out there clone right. wars mm-hmm. uh bad batch and whatnot and so you've got to introduce this character in a way that without you you can't give a whole episode to to catch everybody up on on cad bane that that's what you're for alex and molly um but you've got to be able to in an instant sort of convey who this guy is why he's a menace and and why he's a bigger deal than just some alien randomly strolling into to i guess now we're calling it freetown and they did that in spades just by his look. He didn't have to open his mouth. Then when he did open his mouth, he didn't have to speak. Um, and I'm pretty sure that those teeth uh, can cut through Beskar. I think that that's going to be canonically established. But it was just, I kind of sat back and like the Cad Bane we're used to is like, you know, kind of like narrow eyes, just kind of chill, but he can get fired up. And, and we've gotten used to his, the danger and the menace that he presents over tons of episodes like hours of content of of cad bane um but i thought that in in just a minute long scene or however long it was they really really knocked it out of the park telling the audience exactly who this guy is and that was before he ever pulled the trigger on his blaster Hmm. yeah yeah i loved how they set up like at the beginning of the episode they showed uh cob vant like how quick he was on the draw and so we have that in the back of our minds and then yeah cad bane is like even faster so yeah if you don't know who he is you're still just like whoa i mean that was my whole yeah just emotional roller coaster of all of that running through my head the second cad bane shows up and i'm like that's why they had Cobb vant at the beginning and like they're they're setting up that cad bane is a badass and he can outdraw Cobb vant who we know is fast and i was just like do not kill him wing him (laughs) that's fine i'm sure he's fine but like i was so stressed out and upset what what uh, did cad bane call boba fett he said he called him a cold-blooded killer who worked for the empire is that mm-hmm. is that how we put yeah. it yeah okay mm-hmm. so they established some history um there yeah i like that i like yeah, Which, like that. he's one to talk oh right sure. yeah he worked for the sith <laughs> <laughs> right. i i have to I, put I really... food on my on my table for my duros babies <laughs> for toto 360 i only do it for I, the right things i do wonder well, if toto is going to show up uh, but I, I think they've done such a good job in this series of doing exactly what you just said, Thomas, of introducing these well-known characters, but not making it something that you have to have read the comics or watched the Clone Wars. Mm. Uh, my parents are trying to catch up on the show, and they were like, that big black-haired Wookiee sure is cool. And I was like, yeah, he's from the comics. And they're like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah, do you not watch my channel? And they're like, no. <laughs> no. But, <laughs> Like that, they don't have to know who that is. A, a giant, scary-looking Wookiee walks on screen. It's like that's everything you need to know. Hmm. And Cad Bane is the same way. Like he just walks in, and he's just a, a badass. Uh, I wrote this line for a script earlier, and I was super proud of it. He's here to chew toothpicks and kick ass, and he's apparently all out of toothpicks. Where's his <laughs> toothpick? That's the only thing I missed. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I love about the look is that they, you know, Cad Bane is pretty technologically advanced. He's got access, at least in the Clone Wars and in in Bad Batch, to a lot of advanced equipment. Um, I guess that comes with the territory when you're getting paid the big bucks for the big bounties. But 
uh, they just strip him down to his essence. It's like so purely Western in this moment. It, they don't even go through. I mean, it, it, the blaster that he pulls looks like his. I think it's like an LM32, but it looks like what it is in the Clone Wars and in Bad Batch. But it's barely above just a straight six shooter that they've kind of like spray painted a little bit. And the rest of his outfit looks like he is straight out of a Clint Eastwood movie. And and I just love that. And you see his gauntlets, but they don't come into play. He doesn't need any of that. That deputy stepped out of the uh, the saloon there, whatever it was. And I was like, well, you're going to be dead in a second. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's when he stepped out. I was like, yeah, yeah. Kill the red shirt. Wait, no, not you, Cobb Vanth in the red shirt, but the other guy who's clearly a red shirt. <laughs> Also, uh, Jedi, was, Jedi mullet 77 also was wondering where the toothpick was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Thomas, his blasters are LL thirties. Uh, so oh. if you want to just mail the belt back, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't just look that up earlier today. <laughs> uh, I think now is a good time to go ahead and talk about our homework. Uh, mm. Greta, were you able to do a drawing? No, I, that's all I right. just jumped on as fast as I could. That's I okay. That's okay. <laughs> Uh, but we're we're talking about something already, so I'll just go ahead and start with mine. Uh, here's here's what I drew because obviously this was <laughs> so much fun. Uh, and there's yeah, Cobb Vanth okay. lost the duel, but he's fine. We all agree that he's fine. So th this was my easily my favorite scene of the episode. Nice. I don't. I don't That's know. A how nice you can, touch with the, the smoke yeah. coming mm -hmm. off the blaster. Yeah, yeah. And you've yeah. got his scarf there. It's screen accurate. I like mm -hmm. that. <laughs> Did he have a I, smile on his face? Was there? Yeah, a he's fine. Smile? He's okay. I dig it. Yeah, Cad Bane's very angry, but Cobb Vanth is okay. He's in, yeah, Cobb Vanth is impressed. He's got uh, a little I, thumbs up. He's kind of reminds me of Skeeter from Doug a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my attempt at cool, cool guy, Cobb Vanth there. <laughs> Drawing uh, Molly, off whiteboards is What did, is, is what did you draw, Molly? Um, well, we haven't brought him up yet, which is just cruel. Uh, but Grogu, obviously. <laughs> I I wasn't expecting Grogu to be in this episode. I actually didn't really, at first, didn't want him to be. Because I was like, we need more Boba Fett. Like, I, I wanted his story to be continued in the Mandalorian. But obviously, I was happy that we got to see him. And I think my favorite part was him trying to eat the frog. <laughs> he really That's wanted awesome. it. And like his little like side eye while he was meditating with Luke, I was like, oh my God, that's the cutest thing I've ever seen. I, so. I really liked the side eye because it was, <laughs> it seemed like a little moment of growth where, you know, yeah. before he would immediately just jump on that frog. But this time he like sees it goes by and he's like, no, no, close my eyes. He's trying to but sneak it like, past Luke Skywalker, no, which is frog, yeah. hilarious. <laughs> I, I felt that moment very deeply. I've like tried doing meditations uh, now and again, and I'm like, I'm watching him peek his eye open and that's, that's me. I'm like, they're trying to set the mood. You know, the person's like mm -hmm. telling you to calm down, take, you know, control your breath. And I'm like, is there a snack nearby? Is there a <laughs> Slim Jim or something? So all of a sudden I'm very hungry. <laughs> well, Thomas, you you told us that you stole arts and crafts. Uh, from I did. Children, so I, I can't wait to see what you've prepared I for us. I did. My my oldest, who's three, has like a uh, an inventory on everything, and so she's going to know that her markers are out of place and that some paper <laughs> is missing. So I'm going to probably have to back up because I it's a little bit bigger than a whiteboard. It's, oh my so, god! Whoa! So I did a little, <laughs> the the last scene. 
the last scene i was just watching this and you know i played a fair my fair share of video games it just felt like every like character class selection mm. screen ever and luke is not at all trying to tip the scales by saying well you know you could go and be with the mandalorian you'd have the armor but you'd forsake everything that's important to you uh or you could be a really cool jedi and be like this hero but it's up to you. It's totally up to you. No pressure. <laughs> I love the, uh, what the, are, what stats. Are the, the stats. Yeah. <laughs> Attachments. So, Thomas, cool. Thomas do, you lean, do you lean towards uh, choosing the Mandalorian way? I don't know. I don't have any chainmail armor. That's that's pretty cool. Although they it had it couldn't just be any lightsaber. It had to be Yoda's lightsaber hmm. of all things. You see how, how, how big his eyes got when and he doesn't just pull out the hilt. Uh, he, he ignites it of course mm -hmm. to tilt the scales even further so he knows exactly what this what this kid is into it's like uh if i if i showed my kids like well you could have this pair of socks or you could have this bucket of chocolate bars it's a choice <laughs> though no pressure so nice Amazing. i like i like the idea that grogu ends up with both but just by stealing them like din's gonna come and pick him up and yes. grogu's first words will be like go go run run like i took them both let's get out of here i learned how to jump i can do it really well now yeah let's go. <laughs> don't worry oh, i yeah. broke his little remote he it won't chase us it's okay well, molly you're right we have not discussed like any of the luke grogu ahsoka stuff yet hmm. so uh let, let's talk about that. And I, I was last week on the fence about whether or not that would happen or if I wanted it to happen. And again, just like the Mandalorian season two, like when it started happening, I was like, yes, this is mm -hmm. great. And I love it. I still missed the whole Boba Fett side of the story, but like seeing Ahsoka and Luke on screen together was so sick. Right. Yeah. I was surprised it happened. I was actually surprised yeah. it happened, yeah. but I'm very glad it did. Me too. Yeah. When as soon as I saw that that's kind of the direction they were headed, I was like, okay, let me drop any expectations I have for Boba Fett's story because I feel like this is just going to be another one of those episodes. So it, I wasn't that upset. I do want to see more of Boba Fett's story. Um, I hope that it isn't rushed. I've seen a, a couple of people in the chat ask if they think, if we think it's going to be rushed. To kind of wrap his stuff up but we still don't know if there's going to be another season of this um True. but yeah. i i am trying to keep faith that you know the the season will wrap up nicely so i would suspect I, that they're going to leave they can't really jam in an entire like street war in one episode <laughs> you know what i mean i mean maybe yeah. they can but i i think they can i mean yeah, i think probably. they're going to cut some corners but I remember last year for the Mandalorian season two being like, how are they going to wrap this up? Like we just spent a whole side quest with Bill Burr and an mm. episode that I loved, but I was like, I, we spent a whole episode doing that and I don't know how they're going to wrap it up in one more. And they did it just right. fine. So uh, I, I think that they're just going to have to, I don't know. I, I'm a little bummed that we didn't get more with Boba and the Rancor. I feel mm. like he's just going to, show up writing it and <laughs> they'll be like it's gonna take a lot of time and discipline boba fett and it's just gonna happen yeah. but whatever <laughs> that's one of those missed opportunities that i think i i think about like what's going on what did we potentially miss out on while we're watching all the the awesome luke and and grogu stuff and that's one of those things and and maybe we'll see a montage i 
I will be worried. I, the first thing that I do when I put these episodes on is I hit the little um, uh, time tracker up just to see how long the episode is going to be mm-hmm. and how comfortable I can get. Um, and if I pop it up and it's going to be like a 40 minute episode, which is probably, you know, the, the higher odds for that. I'm going to be a little bit worried. I don't know. And, and I, I think back to, I think that's a good point about season two of the Mandalorian, but there you had the shortcut that helped that along was Luke showing up. Mm-hmm. Everything kind of built. You had this great fight with Gideon and Mando things kind of came to a head and then Luke showed up and, and helped save the day. Really awesome scene. I don't know that we have that here. Everybody's sort of there on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if they're going to leave it in a big cliffhanger something that, uh, goes beyond the pikes. This is a you know a larger story, and it's like that would be that would be tough just because Din's going to go back to the Mandalorian season yeah. three. So it would be weird if he's just like, well, <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> See ya. That yeah. sounds dangerous. Up- oh shoot! Uh, I, I was just hello? clicking. Also, that yeah, I like the sound of that. Yeah. Just let's give a little mini movie and. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I noticed some comments on your review video today, Alex, that you did not even mention R2 and he definitely was one of the big cameos as well. Uh, had a couple of people in the chat point him out. So yes, it, it, yay for right, R2. it was nice to see R2D2. I'm sorry. I didn't mention him. <laughs> Anytime you see R2D2, it's a good day. He's, he's been demoted to air traffic control now as I'm yeah. like, oh. distractor in chief. Yeah. <laughs> I like the reveal where you just see his his little radar dish uh, yeah. mm-hmm. from from it was very Empire in in, mm-hmm. uh, in the feel and then it scrolls down you hear his hear his little beeps like oh boy yeah. I like Which that he you just don't powered see his, down you don't see that little dish very often I think mm-hmm. we tried to count how many times in all the movies that that we saw that no. don't tell no. Thomas that don't tell. <laughs> <him>. <laughs> <laughs> You, that's a freebie. You can have that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, R2-D2 is great. I, I love that he just powers down when Din <laughs> yeah, is like, like, I need help. <laughs> yeah. And those androids bench. were cool. Yeah, the, the spidery droid things. There's a ton of them. That I don't know why that seemed odd to me that, that Luke just employed a bunch of these little, like hundreds <laughs> of androids to, to build his hut, but whatever <laughs> i hope that's exactly what they end up getting called were they made out of gonk droids is that what it was it, it was looks like, like something like that yeah bodies yeah something like that it's like something <laughs> sid would put together in right. the first toy story <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah just crawling i stole all your star wars toys and look what i made out of them <laughs> it felt very that was one of those like weird star wars moments that i really really love something that's just completely out of the realm of what we know and what we've seen before. And they don't give you, you just have to to figure out what it is they're doing and kind of observe. There's not a character that's there to explain uh, or anything like that. It's just, this is part of the universe. It's, it, it felt like very, um, it was like a very new hope moment where you're just sort of like experiencing this and pick up on the context clues. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, no explanation. No, it, it's just like they're little Androids. construction droids, yeah. and you're expected I, to figure that out. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. loved it. And and when Den said, "Is that a bench?" I yeah, <laughs> I like that. I love that R two <laughs> is like build him a bench, and so yeah. they do. And I I wish I had R two like power to just shut down and get out of any awkward conversation. Mm-hmm. You're like, nope, I'm asleep. 
Don't bother. I, I'm asleep. Sorry. I'm I'm loving Mando just have having to take public transportation, having mm. to wait on a bench. I think more Star Wars characters should be able to nap on benches whenever they're waiting around for stuff. At least they put some leaves on it. To, he could have mm. yeah. just left him to sit on the bamboo. That would have been yeah. comfortable. <laughs> Is it comfortable still through the helmet? I don't know. That's true. Beskar yeah. can't be that forgiving. I don't think the armor put a lot of padding on the inside there. Probably do not. you all do you all think that is Luke's Jedi temple from The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi? Or I, I assume so, but I think that's what Ahsoka meant by like she said something about it. I can't remember what her exact line, but I think that's what it's meant to be. I know people are like, oh, the background's different deforestation all the trees are gone and the flashback from the movies but i think it's i think that's the place yeah it's also on a hill like built up yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah they can cut some trees down that that planet seemed untouched you can deforest a little bit (laughs) yeah don't worry what's luke gonna get hit with like a ticket from the epa um (laughs) no he I, i i went back and i watched the the flashbacks in in the sequel trilogy and it you definitely have the dome the stone based dome as the centerpiece it's like built out which makes sense for the evolution of something like that there's also a line in the um in the rise of skywalker visual dictionary for agent Kloss that mentions uh so leia suggests this area for him and then it says that luke uh utilized it for his first temple location and and training his first apprentice Mm. and that that probably probably means leia but you know now you can read it in a couple ways depends on how you look at leia's relationship with him um but i thought that was a pablo is like known to sprinkle in those little nuggets Mm. at way ahead of time in in visual dictionaries so um might be agent Kloss that we saw there yeah i mean some of the terrain looked kind of like it mountainous forest area Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it definitely Uh, looked like luke had set some stuff up to hang around for a while like those little posts in the water and everything yeah yeah we clearly figured out his little running track uh-huh. uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i was like oh luke's doing the same routine as he did on dagobah how bad do you thing. think that backpack smells oh Is it's it got to the reek. same there's backpack. no it never drew it never dried out from dagobah are you kidding me i did let <laughs> it's the same backpack same Is it really? same stripes <laughs> That's adorable. Uh, Greedo, you can relate to this, but you, like you're out, you're training in any kind of like in the military in any kind of like wet weather conditions and nothing ever dries out. It doesn't matter what you do to it. Oh, and if yeah. it does dry out, it just cracks and destroys. And then you get something else to get wet. And Absolutely. Stinky. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your boots always stink. Yeah. But yeah. I, what I like about this whole sequence is that Molly, you make a really great point about him just like recreating Yoda stuff. I think that was really intentional because like, what does Luke know? Like, what does he know about? He was told as Yoda died, uh, you know, train others, you know, share your knowledge. You're, you're, um, you, you need to pass on what you have learned. And that came with no instructions whatsoever. And it's not as if Obi-Wan's ghost is cropping up and giving him pointers. And so really it's, it's up to him. He's like a teacher without a lesson plan. He's got to come up with all this stuff on his own. Uh, we don't know, I think at this point in time, whether he's gotten the Jedi texts or whether that offers any insight about training other people. 
And so all he's got is what he did. And so he's, hmm. he's going off of what worked for him. And I think finding out kind of quickly that it doesn't necessarily translate <laughs> to every single Jedi. Do you think he considered at all trying to ride on Grogu's back? <laughs> or was it, he was like, oh, wait, no, that won't work. All you have to do is tell him to not try. Just do it. Just carry me. Just carry me. Get up. Keep on getting up. Yeah, always like get up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that that kind of brings a me a super to, chat oh. from Mr. Sunday Movies. Oh, thanks. Maybe so. Book of Boba Fett could have been written by written as an anthology series which would have upset people less depending on what we're building to p.s as a father i can relate to being 15 minutes late for everything <laughs> 15 is a success Cheers. normally <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it, i'm still trying to figure out what this series is and i think that at the end of the day everything within like the mando verse the mandalorian the book of boba fett ahsoka rangers of the new republic if that winds up happening like mm -hmm. everything that's building towards what like uh, mr sunday said what they're whatever they're building towards i kind of think it's all gonna just be considered the same thing and <laughs> at the end of the day the these different series might have different focuses but they're all gonna keep crossing over Sure. I, I, th I guess I'm just trying to mentally prepare myself for that. Uh, yeah, I can see like 10, 15 years from now, there being like a giant chronological order of everything you need to watch. Like you got to watch the first two seasons of The Mandalorian and the first season of Book of Boba Fett. And then you got to go back. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Like they do with the Clone Wars episodes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like here's this convoluted uh, way to watch all these random episodes if you want to do it. Chronologically. 400 hours of content yeah <laughs> uh, but thomas you you brought up a good point about luke not knowing really what to do and that kind of made me i was surprised to see ahsoka in the series but i kind of want to see their first meeting like they yeah. they are clearly familiar with each other and i'm like mm -hmm. but how did you find him and what did you say to each other and i, I just I assume that we get that at some point i just assume they've had every conversation that we've ever wanted them to have they've they've done it like they've had the heart to heart talks about Anakin. They had to have. Mm -hmm. I love it's kind of like friend line. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm an old friend. That was great. friend of the family. Ugh. Yeah. Like a lot of this, it, it's stuff that I'm thrilled we got to see. But part of me is like, is the book of Boba Fett the right place to do it? Because we could have had more. We could have let all of this breathe a little bit. And like, what if you had just saved it for Ahsoka where, we know like Hayden Christensen is going to be in it. That makes sense. So just have him and Ahsoka and Luke, and they're all sitting around talking to each other. And one of them's a force ghost and that's cool. We but, might get like, like, another crossover episode in Ahsoka where we go back to this planet and there's Luke and Grogu and they have that episode where they have the conversations there. And Din's sleeping on a bench in the background there. <laughs> just to set it in the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> what did we think of Luke and how he looked? I thought it looked pretty good. I thought it Much looked better. pretty good. Yeah. Better the voice kind of threw me off of from time to time, but yeah. I there was like a couple of parts where I was like, that looks spot on. Mm -hmm. That could actually be Luke. But for most of it, I was just like, man, I just can't get past it. It's a it's not a real person that i'm looking at and it's like all i can think about but he did look 
really great. There were a couple of shots where you could see like his hair moving in the wind. And I was just like, man, right. somebody spent so many hours on this. I thought when we first saw him and he's meditating and he's quiet and he's just kind of looking around, that was like indistinguishable from reality. I thought it was yeah. so well done. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, then it gets a, yeah, yeah. Then it, it it's kind of the same good, as but. like Tarkin or Leia in Rogue One mm -hmm. where like Tarkin